You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your everyday lives. I'm Phil. And I'm Erin. And today we are tackling a question that was asked of me recently, and I think it's a pretty common question Mm -hmm. when we're getting into prayer, meditation, and really just any spiritual practice, and that is... How do I know I'm hearing the voice of God? Is it real? Is it my imagination? Mm-hmm. How do I know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, another dimension of this is how do I know I'm doing the will of God too? You know, so often we are praying and we're hoping to hear from God, get direction from God, receive clarity about a situation. And it's very common because we care and we're seeking God. It's common for us to wonder, how do I know that I've gotten my answer? So that's what we want to tackle today. Yeah, and I think there's a number of different dimensions to it. One, that we're all different. So uh, there is no one easy answer that Mm -mm. covers all. So I want to talk about some different ways we have felt Mm -hmm. that we're hearing the voice of God, the importance of scripture, and the importance of the fruit. So let's just start with how we have felt in the past that God has clearly spoken to us or guided us or we knew we were hearing from God. And just to sort of clarify up front, we're not really going into the ways God may communicate because we believe that that can come in many different ways from visions in your own thoughts during prayer, in silence from other people, from events. There's many different ways. We more just want to focus on within all of those ways, how do you know it's the voice of God? How do you know that you can trust it? Yeah, so we have been together for... A while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost 15 years maybe. Yeah it's, yeah, it's been a while. So we've had the opportunity to practice making a lot of decisions together. And some of our craziest have involved moving to foreign countries or moving across the country. Though that didn't seem so crazy once we had lived in a different yeah. continent. But we've had some big decisions that we've been, that we have made where we've had to consider what we want to do, if it's the right move, when is the right time to go, what's the right method of doing it. And one of the things that we've found has worked. And well, and within that prayer, are we hearing from God correctly? Right, right. Yeah, because we in everything we've done, it's always been very ministry oriented. So we've wanted to make sure we're honoring God, pursuing God, you know, following what his will for us would be. So one thing I, that really stands out to me when I think about how we've made those big decisions to leave our home, go different places, is typically what happens is we start researching, investigating all of the possible ways we could accomplish this. So typically we'll be praying and one or the other of us will say, hey, I have a crazy idea. I was thinking maybe we should consider doing this. And so then we both start taking it to the Lord and we just start coming back in conversation saying, well, what if we did it this way? Well, what if it looked like this? What if this was the path we took? And over time, things would, as we're praying and as we're reflecting on this, some things were just instant closed doors. There was, it it was a non-option. Like it was closed for us. It wasn't just a feeling, but it was... It just didn't, it just didn't work. happen. Yeah. Some things we both would feel really good about and we'd pursue and it was just roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And when we encountered those situations, we'd say, okay, you know, God, if this is the direction you want us to go, you've got to throw this open because we're just meeting resistance. 
And I would say most of the time those never panned out. Yeah, and resistance can sometimes be okay, but we started to get the feeling of this isn't right. It's mm-hmm. not the path to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so again, um, just praying, you know, Lord, we, f- we feel that this is the next step you have for us. Here's how we see it working out. Show us the way that it would work best for your kingdom and your glory. And inevitably when we would f- find the right path to take next and looking back I feel very comfortable saying we we picked well each time um but when we look at that next path the one thing that always happens is we both would get a deep peace about it and I think deep peace is truly the best word I have to explain it I don't know if you would agree with that but something on a soul level would just sigh in relief and say this is it And we knew it was right when we both would reach that conclusion separately um, because we believe that as a husband and wife, we're we're two members of one body working to, pardon me, working together. So that would be a way that we felt certain that we were doing something that would, you know, be honoring to God, would be a, a good path to follow. Yeah. And again, it didn't always mean it was easy or most logical. But or, no, or that usually, everybody understood, right? Usually Time, none of those. <laughs> yeah, but we both had a piece about it. And so mm-hmm. I think that's sort of then the first part, whether you're talking about God's will or if you've just been praying and you feel that you've gotten a response or you feel like you, I mean, God, I think, can even talk through dreams or visions mm-hmm. or in prayer time, you maybe you don't hear an audible voice, but you hear that God is speaking, whether it's mm-hmm. about something to do or just something about you or the world. I think then that first step is saying, does it bring you peace? Mm -hmm. And I think the community is an important part of this. So for us, it's been within our marriage, but you may not be married, right? Or Mm -hmm. you may just be in a different situation, but it is key, I think, to have someone or a community that you can take those things to mm-hmm. that can help reinforce it for you and confirm it for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's 100%, but that is pretty important. I mean, this is what St. Teresa, we just finished with the Interior Castle, mm-hmm. talked about, that they would have a confessor, right? Or they would have a someone, leader. a spiritual leader mm-hmm. over them that could help them sort of navigate that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that community aspect of peace uh, is vital for knowing am I hearing from God because we as people need to trust ourselves but sometimes our heart or our mind will lead us astray so having that confirmation or like like St. Teresa says um, you know sometimes it can be an easy in for the devil or or you know an evil force to lead us astray because we're trying so hard to hear something good or our own imagination and, and it's that trickery right and the other thing i have to say about the community piece is i think it's really valuable but start with one maybe two trusted people who you can really lean into and you've seen the fruit in their life so you know that they know about the walk of jesus because one thing that will stand out is when you are walking in the way of jesus it looks totally backwards to people of the world. And so you will, even people who love you, who are well-meaning people, can easily say, whoa, you guys are going off the deep end because they're thinking about it from a logical, practical, usually full of love perspective. It scares them. But it's chances are if you're hearing a call from God, it, it typically, it's going to look more like kingdom work 
And when you look through the history of humanity, God's kingdom work, it, it operates on a whole different level. So you're going to want someone you can have confidence in, who can help guide you. And then when you've got that deep peace, that's when then we would at least take it to a broader audience and start to share this is what God's put on our hearts. But we've also found from trial and error, we've done this multiple ways with expanding it to the community. But for us, if we wait until we both have that deep peace, it makes it a lot easier to lean into God and maintain that deep peace when you start to receive backlash because you know with certainty that you're on the right track. Whereas I think when we've sought God's will on things or sought to hear from God and we weren't truly certain that we had the right answer yet, then you start getting so much feedback. It can be um, more confusing than helpful. Well, and it can scare people to say, I think I've heard of something from God, or yeah, I think I had a vision, or I think I'm being invited to do such and such. I mean, again, it may not be an invitation to do anything. It may just be a word, but I think that's an important aspect you brought up that you need to be able to trust the person mm-hmm. because what they're going to say may be in agreement with you and it may not. I mean, this is why we both have to trust each other Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to sort of wrestle through that. So I think that piece is, is important. But then I would say second, and this is something again you can do on your own, but I think also having other people's other people's input I think is is important mm-hmm. uh, in all of this. But is it true to scripture? Yes. And and that is just so important because I think this is God's revelation to us. And so when when someone says, "Well, I, I think I've heard from God, or I had a vision, or this is the direction," whatever it may be, we have to ask. Is it consistent with scripture? Right. Um, you know, I've been reading Greg Boyd, uh, his book called Seeing is Believing, and he talks about imaginative prayer and how often people think that, oh, if it's the imagination, then it's make-believe. Except throughout scripture, that's how God constantly was interacting with people mm-hmm. was in their minds. And it, it's mm-hmm. this interplay between my thoughts and the guidance of the Holy Spirit's thoughts. And so within that, though, we have this standard to say, did my own mind make it up? Maybe, but maybe God led your mind to have that thought. And that is you hearing from God, right? We, we want to think it's going to be a megaphone. It may be a thought you have where you think, oh, my own brain just came up with that. Well, mm-hmm. maybe, but maybe that is actually how God speaks to you is through your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so then the way to test it. So maybe you're hearing from God and never knew it. And it's your own thoughts that you're hearing <laughs> from God. Um, but, but to confirm it with scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scripture piece is absolutely fundamental because that's what keeps us from going down the dangerous path of blazing our own trail, our own religion, our own theology. There's this tradition we have of looking at who God is and what God calls his people to do. And we know that the things that God calls his people to do are things that involve justice work, uh, caring for the poor, the widowed. He, you know, there's there's things, Jesus even spells them out in different sermons, What's what is that kingdom work? And so if what you're um, hearing or what you are, you know, a vision you got, what you're picturing, if it's in line with loving the poor, with justice, with extending yeah, love. Love and God and love mercy, others. Mercy, right? If it's in line with teachings that Jesus has taught and with, um, you know, the whole faith tradition we have as a church, you're, the chances are improved that you have heard something that's truly of God, that's reflecting his heart versus 
concocting something on your own. If we've made it up or if it's not of God, it's going to be something that's fruit leads you away from scripture. Well, there's the third one right there, the (laughs) fruit. So we've talked about community that you would feel it, that others would, uh, consistency with scripture, but then the fruit of it. And so, you know, this is Matthew 7, right? Jesus saying you can tell a tree by its fruit. Mm -hmm. So if you've heard something from God and it leads to the fruit of loving God and loving others, of growing closer to Jesus, of looking more like Jesus. Even the fruits of the Spirit, right. very literal fruits. Yeah, then it's from God. Whether it's from your thoughts, your imagination, a dream, a vision, whatever it is, if it leads you closer to God and the truth, if the fruit is clearly of God, then you've heard from God. It doesn't have to be this miraculous thing like I was walking down the street, you know, and and or, or Paul, you know, and I went blind, all these things, or the heavens opened up. You know, we expect hearing from God is going to be outlandish. Sometimes it's your own thought. And so then we can know, wow, that was from God because it led me closer to God. I mean, this is also in Deuteronomy 13. It says, if a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder spoken of takes place and the prophet says, let us follow other gods, gods you have not known, and let us worship them, you must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. So here it gets really interesting because they're saying you could have even a vision uh, from someone and, and say, well, here's the thing that's going to happen. And it can happen. And that doesn't make it from God. The Bible itself says we know something is from God if it leads you to worship God more. If it leads you to worship someone or something else, not just other gods like Zeus, but money, sex, fame, whatever it may be. TV. Yeah, TV, yeah. entertainment. Then it's not from God. But if it leads you closer to God, it is. St. Teresa of Avila also says something very similar in the interior castle, which we're just going to continue to talk about St. Teresa (laughs) because she's had an impact on us. But she said, from the devil, there won't be peace or light, but restlessness and disturbance. And again, I think she's talking about that fruit component, that peace component, that consistency with scripture component. And when she says restlessness and disturbance, it doesn't necessarily mean that God's path or the word you receive is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. I know for us, it's often been difficult. But yeah, well, look at the prophets. How right. often they were like, are you sure, God? I'm not sure I want to do this. Right. <laughs> but I think she's talking on another level that there's not the light. There's not the peace. Right. There's not the, even though this is hard, I know that it's the right it's path. That, well, I know And that's it. what we experienced, right? Is when we've had those big pivotal changes where we say, wow, this is the direction to go without a doubt. It really is. It's that deep seated peace. It surpasses all understanding. It really is. It's what the Bible promises where you just know for certain, no matter who doubts you, no matter how crazy it sounds to other people, you know that this is the path for you or for your family that you're going to head down. Yeah. And so friends, when it comes to the question of, am I hearing from God? I would like you to know it won't be the same for everybody, that you may hear from God vastly differently than we do, whether it's through emotion, circumstance, thought. Sometimes God talks through other people or through events just to have the eyes open and the ears open to see and to hear and then to always have someone you can trust to reflect on, is it to consider is it consistent with scripture, and then to ask yourself, what is the fruit of this thing? In my life and in the world around me. 
So with that, friends, we pray for clarity for you. We pray that you continue to seek after God and God's will in your life. And if you have questions or you want further clarification, of course, feel free to drop us a line. But we pray that you experience grace and peace this week.